mean, and doesn't even get phased that there's people around. Just look, ooh, look at the change of direction. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? Well, he turns He's it up hill. <laughs> Listening to the Full Ten Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. And we are back on the Full Ten Yards Podcast. How you doing guys? We are back. Had a bit of an illness over the week, but we are good to go for week eight. Going to have a good show for you today. We're going to break down uh, some news. Week 8, not really much going on this week. Uh, we're going to break down every damn game in the NFL this week. And we're going to look at Alexson's punt. And we're also going to do a two-minute drill where this week we're going to look at players to target for the second half of the season for your fantasy, any of your fantasy seasons and, your of course, your playoff schedules where the, the business end of your seasons. So with that, let's get started. <laughs> So here we go then. Like I say, not really much uh, to, be, to be getting on with here in the news. Uh, Marcel Darius has been traded to the Jags from the Buffalo Bills. That will help shore up their already uh, stellar defence there. Uh, obviously, they, they leak a little bit in the running game, so Darius will help with that. Miles Garrett is out of the London game, didn't travel with the Cleveland Browns, so it's looking very ominous uh, for Cleveland there in what will probably be another shutout in poor in poor little London for all those fans that travel to actually see a game. They've been really uh, dealt with a... <laughs> Sickener of, of Slater games this, this year round, so maybe uh, they'll put on some better games next year, some more closer games, but it's, uh, it wouldn't be too hard for that to be the case. Josh Norman, uh, the one of the defensive backs there for Washington, could return against Dallas in the big NFC East game. Obviously, yeah, he's been missing the last couple of weeks with a rib injury, and obviously going up against Des Bryant and, and the Dallas offense there uh, in, a, in a big game uh, at FedEx Field. Uh, Golden Tate is questionable for the Lions in the Sunday Night Football game versus Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, as is Kenny Golladay, obviously with a hamstring injury, so it'll be interesting to see if those two come back. And just two more wide receiver bits of wide receiver news. Dontrell Inman has been traded to the Chicago Bears from San Diego and immediately goes in as your number one wide receiver there, maybe with him and Kendall Wright. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I think he joined the team on Thursday, maybe Friday, and he's not obviously had much practice, but it'll be interesting to see how, how much they put him on the field. But he's certainly a guy you want to be circling in your fantasy teams going forward. And finally, the Martavis Bryant saga continues. Uh, Martavis Bryant is going to be inactive this week after his social media outbursts, uh, shall we say, uh, leading him to, yeah, obviously the team. He, Martavis Bryant wants out, basically, and he's trying to go as far as far out of his way as he can to, to try and force that trade, but it's, it's just silly. Maybe he's had his little burst now. They are, they've they've disciplined him. Maybe he'll now shut up and, and get back in line. Um, yeah, because he's not. It's not as if he's the number one wide receiver there in Pittsburgh. So, you know, and yeah, Pittsburgh have you know, stood by Martavis all of last year. Obviously, he was suspended and all these troubles, and they've helped him get back. Uh, I'm not quite sure what Martavis is, is trying to achieve, what he's trying to do, but you know, you can't bite in the hand that feeds there. So, uh, yeah, it remains to be seen. Obviously, what happens there in with Martavis in Pittsburgh. Such so a news, we say not really a, a big news week uh, this week. Uh, so with that, let's move on to your week eight games. So let's start with the London game. So this is the one o'clock London game. Uh, so again, you know, 
this is going to be the early one. So not that you're going to be playing many players from this game, but just just be wary. Obviously, it's the it's an early game. It's not like a six o'clock game. It's a one o'clock UK time. So Minnesota travel to Cleveland. Minnesota are the nine point five favourites, and the over under line on this one is thirty eight. Like I said, it's top of the show. Miles Garrett's not there for the Browns defense this year. Uh, sorry, this week. But uh, Browns defense have been okay. Obviously, they kept Tennessee to field goals last week. Um, well, I really can't see. Anything other than a Minnesota win here. Sean Kaiser obviously is going to start quarterback, but my my guess is as good as yours on on to how long he lasts. You know, probably be half half of Sean Kaiser, a quarter of uh, Kevin Hogan, and a, a quarter, maybe a couple of minutes of uh, Cody Kessler. But <clears throat> it's just a just a mess there in uh, Cleveland. So Minnesota side of the ball, I think Minnesota should win this one easily. I mean, Cleveland flew down on Friday, which is never usually a good thing. You know, I think I don't know what the trend is in terms of teams that that go over first and and a bit early in the week. I think they do a little bit better than they do than the teams that that travel on the Friday or the Thursday. So again, don't, I don't I think Cleveland have pretty much written the season off, and it looks likely that they'll be the number one pick next season. So, which is a shame really, because they had a bit of promise and a bit of hope going into this season, but it's just just all gone all gone downhill from even from week one. So. Uh, just, uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously with a groin injury there, is questionable to, questionable to play. I think he, he might have a few snaps or so, but he's obviously travelled, so he's obviously deemed enough. You know, he could be fit enough to to get on the field, but I, I certainly like uh, Adam Thielen in this spot here. If, if Diggs doesn't go, should find it. You know that Cleveland second uh, corners in the secondary there, not not great. So uh, I know I know Case Keenum at quarterback doesn't inspire much confidence, but I think. Uh, Minnesota will have way too much in an uncompetitive game here in London at Twickenham Stadium. So, fantasy perspective-wise, I think, from a Minnesota perspective, I think you're okay with the running backs there. Latavius Murray, uh, who obviously got the touchdown last week, and Jared McKinnon, a bit of a timeshare. Obviously, McKinnon, I think, to, to date, is obviously the better quarterback, uh, the better running back in, in the team at the moment. But just be wary that if you play playing either of those guys on, on your teams, that yeah, the ceiling is, is a little bit capped potentially. Uh, not not so much McKinnon, you know, he can he can rip off big games, especially in PPR. So, but I don't I don't think Minnesota are going to have to be you know, chasing this game. So there's not going to be a lot of targets for McKinnon. They're just going to sort the clock away, and this could potentially be uh, another one where Latavius Murray gets a bulk of the carries here. So. Uh, wide receivers again feeling I'm starting feeling I'm starting Carl Rudolph at the tight end position obviously no no miles go out there either so they those two could have a, have a good fantasy day Stefan Diggs if he if he's good to go obviously just check the injury report there on Sunday uh, hour before the game yeah, I think if he plays should be you should be able to put him in but just to be wary you know he could re-aggravate that injury if he's not fully a hundred percent for the Brown side it's pretty much just Duke Johnson and that's about it but I think even against this Minnesota defense which obviously you're going to be starting as well because they could have a monster score um, maybe not quite the Ravens score versus Dolphins but it could be up there um but say so I think just Duke Johnson in PPR I think in standard I don't think you start any of them to be quite honest on, on the Brown side until we, we start seeing anything coming from Cleveland, so you might be waiting for next year for that one. From a punt inside, like I say, Minnesota at minus 9.5, I think I'll take that uh, in this game. I think it could be, I can't see Cleveland getting over double figures uh, in, in terms of points, and so that means Minnesota only have to put up 20, and I think they'll do that pretty easily, even maybe in the first half. Could be shades of what we saw last week there with Arizona and LA Rams. Total points over under was the, is the lies 38. I think I'm going to go over here under 38 is is quite a, a desperate situation to be in, but I, I just don't see where the points are coming from, especially if Cleveland play a bit tough on defense in this game. And like I say, 
Wembley games and in London games in Twickenham, it can throw up funny funny things in in terms of, of performance. So I'll probably just go under. I think it'd be a boring game. It's not a, a, a game that I'd, I'd be looking forward to watching tomorrow. So my anytime touchdown scorer after this one, I think Adam Thielen is is probably one of the safer bets uh, in the, in this game. But I don't think there'll be that many touch touchdowns to go round. So. That's the London game. Let's go on to the main bulk of the games. There's only two two later games uh, this week, which is quite surprising. But uh, let's let's start with the five o'clock games. Don't forget the o'clock to go back this week. So uh, this one's obviously these start at five o'clock. So let's start in New Jersey, where the Atlanta Falcons travel to the New York Jets. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons got absolutely emasculated by the fog and the Patriots last week. So. Although this is another good spot for Atlanta, I'd be interested to see. You know, I think they're they're a bit broken. I think there's uh, obviously last season, um, yeah, losing in that, the fashion they did in the Super Bowl. Don't think they've quite recovered from that yet. So they have a good opportunity here though against that Jets defense, uh, especially in the past the past catching um, through the air. Good, another good matchup for Matt Ryan. Though they did struggle against the New England Patriots, obviously didn't score that touchdown, uh, and it ne- nearly was an interception if Julio Jones hadn't grabbed it off. Uh, was it Malcolm? I think it was Malcolm Butler. I think wasn't it? Um, but anyway, so again, another road game, two road games in a in a row is, is pretty difficult, um, especially as they're coming over from from Atlanta. Not really, not changing time zone or anything, but you, you struggle to to fancy Atlanta. The the points spread here is minus six. The over under line is forty four. So. I know uh, Steve Sarkeesian had got a lot of flack last week and, and had a lot of flack this this season in general, actually. Obviously, he's no Kyle Shanahan, uh, but St- Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator there, just his play calling has been has been called out a little bit this week. And, you know, doing fourth and ones on the jet sweep uh, at, the, at the goal line of, of the Patriots, obviously, didn't didn't really go down well there with the fans or, or, or most people there that were experts. So, yeah, like I say, this should be a good matchup for Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu. Obviously, got quite, he's just come back from injury now, so Sanu last week was, was heavily involved in the offense. So, both of those should have good games. Uh, it's also a good matchup for Josh McCown, the Jets quarterback. Has played quite well in the last couple of games, including last week. Um, running backs for the Jets are a bit of a monster here. I think Matt, Matt Forte is obviously the pick of the three. I wouldn't be starting Bilal Powell or Elijah Maguire. Matt Forte obviously gets a bulk of the the passing down stuff for the running backs there. Um, but again, I'm not really starting any three of those with it, with any with any confidence. If 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 I can see a script where Atlanta maybe get jump out to a big lead and then they they throw the ball to the running backs quite a lot. And it's the same for the wide receivers. I can't really trust any of those. The only one I'm trusting is the tight end there is obviously Austin Safari and Jenkins who scored more, uh, touchdowns in last three three or four weeks uh, running. So he's obviously a safe play there at the tight end position. Could be quite a sneaky high scoring game this one. So I think you can start start most of the people here. So you start Matt Ryan, you start in the running backs, Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman. I think they'll probably get a bit more of the uh, carries this week, a bit more work. Because um, you know the last couple of weeks they've not they've not had much work at all, which is it's been mind boggling. Wide receivers, like I say, Jones and Sanu should be quite should be fine. Not you're not really going to be starting Justin Hardy or Taylor Gabriel uh, or the, all those or or Austin Austin Hooper really. Uh, Josh McCown, Matt Forte, and Austin Sphere and Jenkins are the only guys I'm going to be starting from a New York Jets perspective. So quite a lot of players there from a, a fantasy that you you can play and, and be okay with. Um, you're not they're not going to be the highest scoring players of the week though so 
from a punting perspective, I've gone for uh, Jets plus six, just because I don't can't really trust Atlanta to give anyone six points. So, and they're not they're, they're not clicking offense. They're not there's no rhythm. There's no there's no momentum there. Uh, so I think I think Jets can maybe keep that tight, but it wouldn't surprise me if Atlanta just come out and blow blow them up. So. Uh, over under line of 44, I've actually gone over just in case that you know the Jets. I think will score. The, the Atlanta defense is a bit overrated, and could be could be a few touchdowns in this one if if if, if the game script goes right. Uh, I thought 44 was probably just about right, but I'll probably just just about take the over there. Anytime touchdown scorer in this game, obviously I've gone for the uh, Julio Jones. Obviously one of the more obvious ones, but Devonta Freeman's not really got in the end zone recently and uh, Julio Jones I, I expect to capitalise on that that weak secondary Morris Claiborne and, and the like and back there for the New York Jets big NFC South game Carolina Panthers travel to Tampa to face the Buccaneers Tampa Bay are 1.5 uh, favourites at home over underline is 46 could be uh, one of the highest scoring games this week I think this one I think the uh, over underline is one of the bigger ones as well and I, th- I thought that was actually quite low so uh, Cam Newton Given a perfect opportunity to bounce back after that dreadful performance last week against the Bears, where they only scored, managed to put up three points. Uh, I think Graham Gano's out as well, if, if my memory jogs, uh, serves me correct. But uh, it's a weird, yeah, weird game against Chicago there. Obviously, Chicago had the two defensive touchdowns, um, and so they only put up three offensive points, Carolina. So I think I think Cam Newton's going to try and carry Carolina on his on their back, uh, on his back this week. And Tampa Bay just struggled to stop anyone. They they couldn't even stop a, a team of scarecrows. But do like do like Carolina in this spot. Uh, I think like I say, it would be a high scoring game. The uh, Bucks defense is awful. Luke Keekley for the uh, Carolina Panthers safety uh, has been cleared of the concussion protocol, so he should be he should be good to go. Uh, which will obviously give a boost to that defense. Doug Martin, last couple of weeks, uh, seen his snaps and touches go up. So uh, three weeks ago, he had 36%, two weeks ago, 53 and then last week was 60%, and his touches has gone up from 14 to 15 to 22 in the last few weeks as well. So his passing passing game usage has also gone up. So, you know, Doug Martin is a, a confident start here for you, for you, Doug Martin owners. Mike Evans has seen eight-plus targets every week, um, and again, he'll, he'll cover the... He'll cover a lot of, of, of the coverage there from the defensive backs there in Tampa. Sean Daxon uh, has a decent matchup here against the uh, corner, uh, Andrew Worley. I think he's struggled this season. And uh, obviously the Bucks also give up the fourth um, least receptions to the tight end position. So it will be Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funchess, uh, not so much Ed Dixon in this game. So fantasy-wise, I'm obviously you're starting Cam, you're starting McCaffrey, you won't be starting Jonathan Stewart until we can see a bit of production out of him, and you're going to be starting Benjamin and Devin Funchess as well. For the Buccaneers, will you start Winston in this game? Probably not, but then again, you're probably not going to have an alternative. So if you have him, obviously you're going to, you're going to play him, but... Just he's not going to be a, a high-scoring quarterback this week, and I think maybe 15 to 20 points for Jameis. I think there's stories coming out last week that he re-injured his shoulder last week, so again he could be a bit banged up. But obviously you can start Mike Evans and you can start that, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Just just be wary, Cameron Brait. Obviously Carolina are are, are okay against uh, tight ends there. So from a punting perspective, gone for Carolina with the points. So I know it's only 1.5, but it could. Quite possibly be a one-point game this one, so I'm quite happy to take Carolina plus 1.5. Uh, I've gone for over 46 because I think this one could be a shootout, and gone for a bit of uh, Cam Newton anytime touchdown scoring this one, just around uh, two to one 
um, which I thought I thought was a very good. Uh, but actually, considering that Tampa Bay defense, I think Cam likes to run it in, and he's running has increased over the last couple of weeks as well. So quite confident in that pick there. Moving on to what could be the uh, biggest beatdown this week, San Francisco 49ers, who were drubbed and demolished by Dallas in that first half last week, travelled to Philadelphia. Philadelphia are 12.5 favourites. The over-under line here is 45. And like I say, San Francisco were absolutely demolished last week and obviously didn't help with that. The uh, kickoff fumble recovered by Dallas um, last week. Uh, but it was just, just absolutely demolishing for San Francisco. Uh, again, not a very good matchup in in terms of for San Francisco here. Philadelphia are one of the highest, one of the best teams in the NFL at the moment. Uh, the one thing is with Jason Peters is the one of the tackles is out for Philadelphia, so it'll be interesting to see how the pass protection and the run game goes for Philadelphia. Obviously, Lane Johnson struggled a bit last season with Lane Johnson being out. Didn't struggle too much this year with with Lane Johnson being out for a couple of games, but again, obviously Carolina, the Carolina game he missed, they they struggled a little bit, but managed to come away with a win there. But I think they should be okay. Again, they, they could have had a lot of worse matchups here, and San Francisco are a bit of a up and down defense. But they're away, they're away here. I don't, I don't, I don't see anything other than one way traffic. San Francisco, a bit. San Francisco are a bit hapless, especially away, and I, I think they'll just roll over, get their tummies tickled here a little bit. So not really much, much more needed to talk about this game. Fantasy wise, you're starting Carson Wentz, who's had a stellar season, uh, one of the leading candidates for MVP so far. Uh, along with him, Tom Brady and Kareem Hunt. Zach Ertz, uh, Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. I think you can start with confidence in this game because, say, San Francisco won't put out much of a fight. From the 49ers side, obviously, CJ Beathard, his, ne- his uh, next game as a, as a rookie in, I think it's his second week now, isn't it, as a starter. But I think you're only going to be starting Carlos Hyde there. Uh, not, I won't be starting George Kittle. Uh, so this Philadelphia defence is, is pretty decent, so... Punting wise, I've gone Philadelphia minus twelve and a half. I, d- I just think it'll be. A, I think they'll win by more than two touchdowns. So you could even probably make that line a bit bigger and get a bit better odds there. Maybe even go 15, 16 points. Uh, I've gone for under forty-five points, just purely on the basis that I, c- I don't see San Francisco scoring many. Though I don't, I don't like the line because uh, really when when teams go go up big in the first half. You know, San Francisco, San Francisco is the type of team that you know will make it close and get a load of garbage time points. So uh, again, just just be wary of that if you're if you're laying those big points. That's that's the that's the thing about laying the big points. It's all right, Philadelphia getting out to a 21 point, 24 point lead, but you know those those once they take the foot off the gas in the second half, the fourth quarter, it's amazing how many points they can the other team can rack up, even though that you know then they're nowhere near in the game. So. Anytime touchdown scorer, uh, I think whoever whoever the bigger price is out of Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey, I'll probably take those because I think they'll both score. Aguilar, I think, had a bit of a streak, so potentially it's the type of one where you you join the bandwagon and then Aguilar doesn't get anything uh, from a touchdown perspective, but could get good yardage. But uh, I haven't looked at the prices for those those two, but I'd, I'd probably take Zach Ertz. Obviously, he's had a bit of a streak of touchdowns as well, so maybe it's time for Alshon Jeffrey there to to snag a touchdown. So that's we'll we'll go with that one. So moving on to Chicago at New Orleans. Again, like I say, Chicago had a, a freaky win last week. You know, Matt Trubisky won with compl- just completing four four passes in the whole game, which is a John Fox special. If you look at the stats there, and that one thing he's had other occasions where quarterbacks have thrown have completed less than ten passes or five passes or something, and and the team have won the game. But that's just absolutely ridiculous there. Um, bit of a frisky defense, Chicago. Uh, obviously they're away here in the Superdome, so I'm not sure. 
they'll quite repeat the feat they did last week and certainly travelling to New Orleans they're a much more well-oiled offence probably the favourites now to win the NFC South New Orleans so I fully expect New Orleans to, to win this game quite comfortably I don't think Chicago will be able to do much I'd, I'd really value the and rate the New Orleans defence here uh, and I'd say pretty much it's just going to be Jordan Howard for you know most of the game for from a Chicago offensive perspective so could quite possibly could be a close one again. Might be the same as, as Philly San Francisco here. New Orleans might jump out to a big lead. Chicago might make a bit of bit of uh, leeway later on in the game and get it close. But nine point five, yeah, I think it's probably about right for this game. Fantasy wise, like I said, we're only starting Jordan Howard on the Chicago Bears def- on the offense. But just be aware, obviously, Dontre Oman probably on your waiver wires out there. Just make sure. Have a look out for him. Have a look out for his stats. I'm not sure he'll play many stats this weekend, but maybe one to circle for next week. Uh, on the New Orleans side of the ball, Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Uh, no prizes for guessing that you're going to be starting all of those. From a punting perspective, I've gone I've, I've gone for Chicago point nine, uh, plus with the points here, nine point five points. I uh, don't really like it myself, and it could be quite possibly a, a New Orleans no you know blowout. But uh, and again for that for that reason, I've gone under uh, 47.5 if Chicago struggle to get anything going in in the game but uh, any time touchdown scorer for this one gone for Alvin Kamara another ugly game here there's quite a lot of uh, big big point favorites here uh, another one here is Cincinnati minus 10 and a half hosting the Indianapolis Colts your over underline here is a measly 42 um of course you know what what can you say now what can you say about Indy to to even heap more misery on them you know they're, they're absolutely awful on on defense don't get anything didn't get anything going last week against the shutdown defense of Jacksonville obviously they were shut out um but here Indianapolis made Blake Bortles look like Dan Marino uh 300 I think we went for about 330 pass yards I think at Blake Bortles just then yeah I think that probably doubled his his yardage for the season if I'm honest so uh not not, not a good matchup here for Indianapolis Travelling to Cincy, uh, I, like, I like Cincy's defence, uh, and I also like Cincy to sc- put up a lot of points here. They they could quite easily score forty or more in this one. One one thing, uh, one story I'm looking for in this game is just to see, uh, obviously Joe Mixon moaned, had had a bit of a moan last week. Obviously didn't get any touches in the second half when they struggled uh, in Pittsburgh altogether. You know Andy Dalton and, and the Bengals there didn't have much going for them in the second half, but Mixon. Really good, really good running back, and I, I hope that he he gets most of the the volume of, of work this week. Um, I do slightly worry that Jeremy Hill could vulture a TD here uh, for you Mixon owners. I'm, I'm, Joe Mixon is a guy that I've, I've tried to trade for in, in quite a few leagues, and I hope that he can just have a good second half to the season. Um, but yeah, certainly struggled. It was a bit worrying last last week against Pittsburgh. They only had 25 minutes uh, time of possession there, so I don't think even think they managed 100 yards of offense in that second half. But certainly this is a much easier matchup for them. Indianapolis, I'd say they're hapless. They're Andrew Luck saga. Obviously, I don't think he's going to return for the rest of the season. Jacoby Brissett's obviously their quarterback, and then yeah, T.Y. Hilton, Frank Gore. They're players that you you feel you begrudgingly play on your fancy teams, but don't expect much off of them this week. Could potentially get a lot of garbage time stuff here for, for Hilton and, and Gore. Uh, fantasy wise, obviously you're starting Dalton, you're starting uh, Joe Mixon, uh, AJ Green. Watch out for John Ross in this one. He's uh, he's he should be back in the fold now. And obviously you've got Brandon LaFell. He could have a good game as well. Because uh, as I say, I can see 40 or so points being put up on the Colts here. From a from a Colts perspective, I'm not. Probably starting whoosh, Frank Gore maybe if you if you're stuck with a with a such a bad 
a week for buys. So you're probably starting Gorn, probably starting T.Y. Hilton, and you're just going to be hoping for touchdowns or, or yardage in garbage time there. Punting-wise, gone for Cincinnati minus 10.5. Just think it would be an absolute uh, horror movie there, which is apt for this time of year. Uh, I've gone over 42 points, yeah, total points in this game. So as I can see but maybe Indianapolis getting 10 or so, but I can, I can certainly see in Cincinnati putting 42 up on their own. So anytime I've got a touchdown scorer, I've gone for Joe Mixon or AJ Green. I think Joe Mixon was the bigger price, so I've gone for him. One of the games of the week in the AFC, the Chargers travel to Foxborough to face the New England Patriots. Patriots are minus seven on the on the spread here, and the over-under is the 48-point line. So this game I've, I've dubbed as the Pokemon game because you can start them all. Uh, gotta start them all. Maybe except Gillespie, though. Uh, Mark Gillespie, I, I think. So I saw, I saw in some leagues that I'm in this, this week that actually Mark Gillespie was dropped um, and I actually, I didn't actually pick him up because I just thought I'm not even. It's just a waste of waste for bench spot to be honest at this point. But I know there'll be people out there that, that will go and pick him up. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So, LA Chargers coming to this one on the back of three straight wins. Bit of momentum there. That you know, sneaky, sneaky play for the AFC West potentially, uh, especially for a wild card position. Quite like what the Chargers are doing. Uh, Bosa and Melvin Ingram are absolute animals on defense at the moment. Do have a bit of a, a leaky run defense, uh, so I'd, I expect a lot of points in this one, which is why I say you can probably start everyone in this game from a fantasy perspective. Dante Hightower, I think he's out for the season with a, was it a pectoral. I think it's a torn pectoral, if my memory serves. Um, so I think it's a very good spot for Philip Rivers, one of my starts of the week. Uh, I think, again, high scoring. I don't think there'll be much in the way of defence on this one. Um, though New England did, uh, obviously New England, it's been well documented on this podcast and all around that how bad their defence is, you know, the yards they give up, the points they give up, etc. But they did uh, limit uh, Atlanta to seven last week, so but that may probably mainly due to the fog with the assist on that one. But it'd be interesting to see if, if New England's defence is a bit more tougher, but say Donta Hotel out um, as well is not, is not exactly going to help, so... Uh, from a from a fantasy perspective, like I say, pretty, pretty much start everyone. Uh, Tom Brady, James White, uh, Dion Lewis, PPR especially, the, those two guys. Gronk, Hogan and, and Amendola, I think, are pretty safe floors as well in this one. I think there'd be, there'd be a lot of yardage, a lot of points in this one. From a LA Chargers perspective, Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Kin Allen, Hunter Henry, I think will all have very good games. I think they'll all score double-digit points. Just one to watch out for on this one, uh, Austin Eckler. He's seen his playing time increase over the last couple of weeks, and he looks a, a pretty good athlete. And they're getting they're getting him involved quite a lot, and it's it's helping Melvin Gordon stay a bit more healthy. So Austin Eckler, if he's on your waivers and you need if you're a bit in trouble with all the buyers this week, maybe he's one guy you want to pick up. Just a word of warning with the other wide receivers there for the Chargers: Mike Williams, Terrell, uh, Tyrell Williams, and, and all the other other guys there behind Keenan Allen. You can't really trust them. And since Mike Mike Williams has come back, it's it's kind of clouded that that over egged that omelette there. But I think yeah, if you've got Rivers, I think you can start with confidence this week. So punting perspective, I actually quite fancy let the Chargers there to go in there and win the game. But I've gone obviously Chargers plus seven. Uh, I think a high score. I can see this one being well over fifty points. So over forty eight is something I'm I'll quite gladly take. Um, my anytime touchdown score, I'll be Hunter Henry for this one. I think. Uh, Patriots are quite susceptible against tight ends, and I say this could be. Uh, they obviously started using him more in the last couple of weeks, and unfortunately, I, I traded him in one league and I for John Brown. That's uh, prior to the Carson Palmer injury, and regret, regretted it since. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that game. Moving on to another a- big AFC 
uh, AFC game here, wild cards. Oakland travel to Buffalo. Oakland are 2.5 underdogs here, traveling obviously to Buffalo across the coast. Quite a lot of teams here that are traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. Obviously, you've got San Francisco, Philadelphia, Chargers at New England. Um, so I think there was an, I think there was another one as well. I can't can't think of that off, off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, Oakland at the Bills. Over under line for this one, 46.5. And like I say, Oakland, 2.5 dogs here. Oakland's obviously managed to snag a win last week against Kansas City. That last gasp, Michael Crabtree touchdown in with the last play of the game. Interesting game, this one. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure Oakland have really t- turned the corner. Obviously, they, they, they'll be spirited and have a tiny bit of momentum and rhythm after after last week's game. But it's a very, really, really tough game here. And it's a, a good indication to see how... How Oakland to have, have done since that game? You know, are they for real now? Have they turned the corner? Probably not, because they say that defense is, is absolutely awful and they can't stop anyone. Um, it's certainly not a place that you want to go visit after a, a close win and, and needing a win. So, Buffalo Bills, Sean McCoy obviously got in the end zone last week twice. Uh, I think he'll do so again here. You know, Oakland are they, they give up the fifth most fantasy points to a running back which includes the 8th most rushing yards and the 5th most receiving yards. So LeSean McCoy should have a 20-point-plus game in, in this one. So fire him up with with, with confidence. Um, Buffalo did obviously allow Tampa Bay to get back into the game last week, which was un- unlike them, some characteristic of, of Buffalo. So potentially could sneak in, could uh, turn into a sneaky shootout this one. Um, but so 46.5 it, it, as, as the line, I think, was about right. Um, no Marshawn Lynch, obviously, for the Oakland Raiders here. Uh, obviously, obviously his one game suspension was upheld after putting his hands on the official so it's going to be a, a timeshare between Jalen Rashad and DeAndre Washington so I, th- I think uh, you're probably again with a, with a lot of buys this week you're probably starting one of those guys and you probably can expect for 40 to 50 60 yards for each of those and then it's just trying to find the one that maybe gets the touchdown so I certainly prefer Jalen Rashad with his passing game upside uh, fantasy perspective, you start in Tyrod Taylor against this Oakland defence. You start in Sean McCoy, you start in Nick O'Leary, the tight end, and also Jordan Matthews. I think they, they could have a good good out in there in fantasy for Buffalo. For Oakland, uh, difficult one to, to know this one, because if it does turn into a bit of a shootout, quite a lot of players could have good scores. Derek Carvesley had a nice game last week. Uh, in deeper leagues, you're probably playing him this season, but I'd, I'll probably, probably bench him this week if you if you can. Uh, Jalen Rashad, PPR certainly can play, and obviously you've got Crab, uh, the Crab Tree. I think he'll he'll have another good game. But I, I, if if you if you're an Amari Cooper owner, you're probably starting him on the back of last week, hoping hoping that he's got a bit of bit of confidence back now. But he still looked quite bad last week and dropped quite a lot of balls. So again, you're probably playing Amari Cooper, but just be just be aware that he could throw up another single digit score. So. Uh, punting wise, this one I've gone for the Bills minus two and a half. I think they'll win by a field goal. I think that's fair. Um, I've gone for under forty six and a half because although this could turn into a shootout, I, th- I can certainly see the Bills keeping it, keeping Oakland in check here. Um, and I think the Bills would just do do that they normally do. Just run the ball, uh, high percentage plays, keep the clock running. They're at home. So I think it'd be a low scoring one, but it certainly wouldn't surprise me to see it go over. But forty six was and a half was a bit high for me. Uh, anytime touchdown scorer, no prizes for guessing, is LeSean McCoy. Moving on to the evening games. Like I said, there's only two uh, late late games this week. Uh, just got one at 8.05, Houston at Seattle. And the 8.25 game is Dallas at Washington. So let's start with Houston at Seattle. Seattle, 6.5 favourites to start with. And the over-under line here is 45 point. 
uh, sorry, 45.5. Uh, Houston obviously coming off a bye. Big test for Deshaun Watson this one. You know, he's had such a good uh, couple of games here. You know, this is his big, big, big away test. The Seattle defense obviously playing a bit a bit nasty now. So it'd be very, very interesting to see how they, they come out of the bye week here for Deshaun Watson and the gang there in Houston. Uh, got a funny feeling this might be a Donta Foreman game. Um, like I say, I think they'll bottle up most of, of what Houston brings. Uh, and obviously, Sean Watson can do a bit of running as well. So, I've got a funny feeling Donta Foreman has a bit of a key in this game. Uh, I can't quite, I'm not going to say obviously you start him, but just, just uh, in the back of my mind, I just think got a funny, sneaky feeling about that one. Uh, Seattle home team. Russell Wilson, I think, is in a good spot here. Obviously, you've got on the Houston defense, you've got no JJ Watt, no Merciless, and no Cushion. So I think uh, you know they've obviously been improving the last couple of weeks, and they're starting to get things going like they normally do. And we're nearly uh, in November, so that's the, usually when they turn it on. In the backfield, still won't be starting anyone in this backfield. But Thomas Rawls had 38% of snaps last week, but and the same amount of touches as Eddie Lacy, uh, which was 12. But also, obviously, had a fumble uh, and a dropped catch as well, Thomas Rawls. So. You're not really playing anyone there. Uh, Texas Texans also have a good run defense as well, so you know that, that's enough to scare me off this backfield. But from a fantasy perspective, you're starting Russell Wilson. You're going to be starting Doug Baldwin, probably Tyler Lockett as well. Jimmy Graham, who had, didn't have a, uh, although this, the stats say he had a good game, had a, had a lot of drops last week. So be interesting to see what that does to his confidence and what the the confidence is in him from from his coaches uh, and his team and Russell Wilson there. So I think it's it's quite heavily targeted the last couple of weeks. Jimmy Graham as well. So don't don't expect it to go anywhere. But just just worrying when they they start dropping passes like that. I think Graham should have had a, a monster score last week against the Giants. But uh, for the Texans, Deshaun Watson. I think I think you can probably play him just because of his rushing. Uh, but again, this is away at Seattle. So. Excuse me. Let's uh, temper a bit of enthusiasm on that one. Lamar Miller, I think, is 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 got the safe volume and the workload, so you know he's a safe floor play. Nuke going to cut up against that that defense again. You're probably playing him due to bye weeks, but just don't you know don't expect more than more than double digit double digits uh, score for for fantasy there. Brian Griffin could be a, a decent play. Obviously, Seattle get torched by tight ends uh, like they did by Evan Ingram last week so Ryan Griffin might be a, a good spot start for for you at tight end position punting wise have gone for Seattle to minus six and a half I think they win by a touchdown but I've also gone under 45 and a half here because uh, I think this will be a, a, a fierce battle um, uh, it should be a good one though quite quite looking forward to that one uh, for the any time I've gone for Doug Baldwin uh, I think they they should get a lot of, of, of joy there in, in the secondary uh, so maybe Paul Richardson, maybe one at a bigger price that you might want to look at there. So let's move on to Dallas at Washington, my Dallas Cowboys. Another Pokemon game, Gotta Start Um Over and underline here is 47.5, which I thought was quite low as well. Just a word, I know kickers don't matter, but no, no Dan Bailey for this one. Mark Nugent will be the kicker, I think, for Dallas. Obviously, Dan Bailey has a groin injury. So Washington defense a bit banged up. Uh, so this is a banged up defense versus a poor defense. So this points uh, all to loads of points, loads of yards, and loads of uh, overs on the on on the points there. So Josh Norman, like I said, top of the show, could be returning with a rib injury. So it'd be interesting. He doesn't usually shadow people, but uh, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with Des Bryant. If they put Des against Josh Norman, because you know what Des is, Des Bryant's ego is like. You know he want to be all over Josh Norman, but. Could be a, a sneaky one for Cole Beasley and, and Terence Williams, who haven't had the greatest of season. I don't think uh, Cole Beasley's topped over 50 yards since the last uh, Thanksgiving. So maybe it could be a game where he gets involved. Um, but like I mentioned last week, Washington are awful at the 
uh, covering tight ends. So it could be another Jason Witten game, this one, with another touchdown and 100 yards, even maybe even 100 yards. So could be a good price on that one. Uh, Jordan Reed obviously came back to life last week. Two touchdowns last week. Um, probably get another one this week again because, say, Dallas, Dallas don't have a, a great defence. But um, getting a lot, a lot of pressure on the quarterback, so it'd be interesting to see how that offensive line of Washington deal with with uh, Demarcus Lawrence and and those guys there. They're getting quite a few sacks this season. Demarcus Lawrence is obviously your sack leader through week seven weeks. Uh, potentially could be Ziggy Elliott's last game for suspension, but uh, it's worth noting that his yards per touch over the last five weeks has gone up uh, and steadily. So he had 1.69, 3.76, 5.56, went back down to 4.4, but then last week in San Francisco had a field day uh, with 8.11 yards per touch there. So that's obviously ground and, and receiving. So uh, Washington give up uh, only 3.5 yards per carry versus running backs. So could be an interesting to see, but I think obviously Zeke is, is match-up proof. Uh, just with how, you know, how good he is. And I say it could be his last week for a little while, so I might put everything into this game. Uh, always already mentioned uh, Jason Witten, who could have a good game, as Washington are terrible against the tight end. From a Washington perspective, Kirk Cousins, again, should have a good game, but it's quite hard to trust anyone on, on the wide receiver position there, except for maybe Jordan Reed, obviously tight end. Terrell Pryor was obviously benched last week. Uh, Rob Kelly should return uh, to, full, to full go in this one. Um, so you can drop some RGP right now, guys. Um, so you obviously got yeah, two hour prior, won't be starting him. Jameson Crowder and Josh Doxon are the guys there that are going to be doing anything. And it could be say it could be a higher scorer. So if you do have to play them, don't don't worry too much. But obviously they, they could put up one of them could put up all of the points and one of them could put up nothing. So just be wary. So it's certainly a game that you want to be starting Kirk Cousins rather than anyone else in in that team, maybe apart from Jordan Reed. So. Uh, just to touch on the backfield there, obviously Chris Thompson could also have have a decent game. He's had a good season, um, but yeah, but Rob Kelly, hard to know. I think Rob Kelly will get a, a good bulk of the of the carries this week. Uh, so he he should be now healed from the ankle injury and the rib injury that he got a bit earlier on in the season. So fantasy wise, like I say, it's a Pokemon game. Uh, starting them all: Jason Witten, Des Bryant, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. Uh, I wouldn't even put you off. Maybe Cole Beasley to in PPR. Uh, Washington side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, Jordan Reed, Josh Doxon, Jameson Crowder. Uh, you could probably start Rob Kelly and Chris Thompson as well, but obviously Chris Thompson is more more, more comfortable with Chris Thompson than I am Rob Kelly. Punting-wise, gone for Dallas minus two, over 47.5 points in this one, because this could be another one over 50, probably one of the highest scoring games of the week. My um, only time touchdown scorer, Des Bryant, uh, although there'd be quite a few in this one that will score a touchdown. So we move on to Sunday Night Football. Pittsburgh travel to Detroit, uh, who come off the bye. Over under on this one is 45.5. Pittsburgh are minus three, uh, three-point favourites in this one. Obviously, Martavis Bryant said that about top of the show. is in, inactive for this one, so Juju Smith-Schuster could have a really good game uh, on for a Pittsburgh D, uh, offense that can move the ball uh, in Detroit. I think Pittsburgh are one of the best teams in the NFL at the moment. Obviously, in the AFC, excuse me, in the AFC, we've picked Philadelphia, obviously, at NFC, but... Uh, yeah, again, it's going to be the same. I know it's a Pittsburgh away game, so obviously Big Ben, I wouldn't be starting Big Ben in this one. Uh, they're just giving it to get to Le'Veon Bell. Had another 30-plus touches game last week against Cincinnati. Uh, on the Lions side of the ball, wide receivers are a bit a bit banged up, but also you know, this Pittsburgh defense is, is is legit. So, you know, Tate should play, as should Ken, uh, Kenny Golladay, Kenny G. Um, not to be confused with Honey G, but... Um, 
I'm not really gonna. I'm gonna temper enthusiasm with all those guys against this this Pittsburgh defense. They're they're pretty good and they can also shut down the run game. But it could be a good spot for the Detroit running backs. Saying that because Pittsburgh could quite easily get into a lead. I'm not really scared of this Detroit defense. But it could could be quite possible that they get a turnover or two with with Big Ben on the road. But he's in the dome, so could be a sneaky high scoring one. Uh, this one. Uh, you know, it's Sunday night football as well. But uh, fantasy wise, obviously, you're starting Le'Veon Bell, you're starting Antonio Brown, and also starting Juju Smith Schuster. I'm leaving Jesse James alone in this one and anyone else in that team. Lions, I'm probably sitting Matt Stafford this week. Um, the, only two, the only guys I'm going to be playing are Amir Abdullah and maybe Theoretic in PPR. Potentially Golden Tate if if I'm if I'm stuck uh, on the on this by this by apocalypse as people have been calling it. Um, punting wise, gone for Detroit plus three. I think I, I fancy Detroit to to keep it close. Uh, could potentially be uh, quite a niggly niggly game this one. So I've gone for under forty five point five. But again, don't like don't like it. Don't like the line. Could quite easily go over. Um, but you know, I've gone to pick pick something in every game this week. So anytime touchdown scorer, obviously he's going to be Le'Veon Bell. Um, probably wouldn't put you off Juju Smith Schuster. Probably be a decent price. Because um, yeah. You know, if, if you want something a bit different there. So Monday Night Football, uh, Denver, big AFC West game this one. Denver travelled to Kansas City. Kansas City are seven-point favourites, which I thought were quite high. Um, but I suppose, you know, considering the Denver offence, it's probably not. Um, Over-under in this one is 43. So Kansas City, after starting 5-0, and have lost the last two. So it's quite a big game for, for Kansas City here at home, but they should get back to winning ways, I think. Um, Denver, Denver Broncos have been actually absolutely putrid on on offense. Uh, that backfield of of and CJ Anderson, Jamal Charles, and Vontae Becker are pretty much unplayable. You, know, you can't start one with confidence, but they they all, uh, collectively they get good output. I think um, Tyreek Hill for Kansas City does okay against Denver, so I think it's the usual suspects for Kansas City here. You know, Alex Smith should have a, an okay game. Obviously, it's the Denver Denver Broncos defense, so just be wary with him. But he obviously has been throwing a lot more downfield this year, so Tyreek Hill should be okay. Travis Kelsey should be okay. Denver have a history of struggling against tight ends, and obviously you're starting Kareem Hunt, one of the MVPs of the season so far. So uh, good, you know, it's good Broncos run defense. So uh, they only give up 3.08 yards per carry. So and they've they've they faced this season Melvin Gordon twice, Zeke Elliott and McCoy. So you know that's that's not a uh, they're not, they've not been pointing up any old schmoes, so you know their quality running backs there that they they have limited. So Kansas City aren't aren't very great on defense, so could potentially see Denver get into a bit of a groove here. Uh, it's good, maybe a good little bit of a good spot for them. Um, you know, some people were drafting the Kansas City defense first uh, first defense off the board this year, which I never really quite got, um, especially with, with is it Marcus Peters I think out for the season. Obviously, you know. They're not as good as everyone thinks they are, I suppose. But uh, fantasy-wise, you're starting uh, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, maybe Alex Smith. I think you're okay with Alex Smith, but you're not going to get anything more than 20 points for, for him, I don't think. And just on the Denver side, I think you can only start Demarius Thomas with with any great confidence there. Um, you know, not starting Simeon. Probably starting C.J. Anderson because you're probably low on running backs at this point of the season. And the running, the running back position is very weak uh, in depth, so... Punt-wise, I've gone for Denver plus seven because I think it's quite a lot of points to give up um, considering how bad the, the Kansas de- defence is and obviously they've lost the last two. So I quite like Denver plus seven there. I'll probably put the line myself at about four or five points. So I'm quite happy to take a touchdown there because uh, if it goes to overtime, which potentially this game could could do so, um, I'm quite happy to take the points. Uh, I've gone over 43. 43 could be quite easily attainable in, in this game. 
but again it wouldn't be surprised to, to see it be like a I don't know a 14-10 type game but uh, quite happy to go over 43 in this one uh, anytime touchdown scorer quite difficult for this one I'll probably go I'll probably go Demarius Thomas uh, obviously Kareem Hunt's the easy one but he's he's way too short for me so considering how good the Denver defense is against running, running backs um, I'm quite happy to let to let Hunt you hunt backers um, go for him at those odds so that rounds up week eight uh, the the games there. So let's have a look at week uh, the week selecting to punt this week this week's best bets. So let's just rattle through these then. So money line this week I've gone for Buffalo to to win at home there against Oakland, Seattle to, to win at home against Houston, Dallas to win on the road in Washington, Pittsburgh to beat Detroit on the Sunday Night Football and I've gone Minnesota to demolish just to add a bit more beef to the Acker to beat the Cleveland Browns in Twickenham. Acker there fought for the five-fold pace, 15-2, thought it's quite reasonable. Um, Handicap-wise, I've just gone for the four. Uh, Minnesota minus nine and a half, Cincinnati minus ten and a half, the Chargers plus seven, Dallas minus two, and that's 13-1. to one. These are all taken off of Bet365, so you might get better odds somewhere else. Uh, anytime touchdown scorers, I've gone for four this week. Joe Mixon, five to four. Sean McCoy, eight to eleven. Julio Jones, ten to eleven. And Cam Newton, fifteen to eight. To beef that one up, and that's a twenty to one fourfold there. So they're my they're my best bets. Uh, let's into punt this week. Um, so let's get, let's finish off as we always do with a two minute drill. Okay, so let's just spend a quick two minutes. There's a couple of players here I've gone to to pick out that could have a good second half of the season in terms of fantasy uh, and obviously team as well, and maybe the reasons for those. And I've also picked a couple of players uh, that will either continue to struggle or may struggle going down the line that have had good starts to the season. So let's start off with the good. Um, obviously, you know, everyone knows now I'm, I'm a big Joe Mixon fan. I think going forward, it's his time to shine. I think he's got a good few matchups on, on the way as well. So certainly if, if he if he struggles against Indianapolis here, my, my alarm bells are going to start ringing. Um, and I, I, like I said earlier, I can certainly see Jeremy Hill Vulture and maybe a, a TD or two here, but certainly I think I think Joe Mixon they're getting more involved in the offense. You know I don't understand why they didn't give him the ball in the second half against Pittsburgh last week. Um, certainly got they got a lot of flack there, uh, Marvin Lewis. So hopefully hopefully he's learned a little bit from that and they, they just just feed Mixon the ball because he's a very talented talented runner. Um, and yeah, hopefully I, I've invested quite a lot in him. So I, I, hopefully he'll he'll have a good second half of the season. So. Another guy, uh, Demarco Murray. Obviously, a lot of people have been on his on his bandwagon uh, this year and, and giving him a lot of flack. I think coming back off, off the buy, he'll be quite healthy. Derek Henry obviously is looming there, but I think Demarco Murray is potentially a buy low guy that that you could probably get get hold of. Um, obviously for the right price, I'd, I'd I'd quite happily take Demarco Murray in any league. He's gonna get gonna get the carries. Yeah, there'll be there'll be weeks where Derek Henry takes over, but Demarco Murray obviously passed. Yeah, the, the thing for me with Demarco Murray is that he he catches the balls out of the backfield. Derek Henry is not that kind of person, and Derek Henry needs the 15 to 20 touches a game to, to build up ahead of steam and get some good production. But Demarco Murray can do a lot with just you know just the one snap. So I quite quite like Demarco Murray. I think he he'll have a good uh, end to the season. Another speculative one, obviously with the Matovis Bryant stuff going on in Pittsburgh, Juju Smith-Schuster could uh, potentially be a, a very much by low candidate starting this week. Uh, I think obviously I don't think he'll be on many waivers now, but if if he is, maybe go and pick him up. He's worth a stash. Certainly think if if the Bryant thing all goes sour and goes south, I think you know even if he gets traded, Juju there has certainly shown enough, especially in his t- his touchdown celebrations, that you know he's 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 the real deal. So could get more involved in the offense there. 
Uh, and you know, obviously, Big Ben's going to leave at some point as well. So I know I know the offense runs through Le'Veon Bell, but you know, it's not it's not too far fetched to think that you know a new quarterback comes in, Juju could could have a, a good role in that offense. So quite like Smith Schuster for the second half of the season. And finally, uh, it's not really a an obvious, it's not really a, a deep dive in this one, but Christian McCaffrey. I think he he's somewhat underwhelmed at the price you got him for in drafts. You know he start they started off overloading him in in the first couple of games and didn't really get anywhere with him. They just gave him the ball and expected him to do something with it. They pulled it back for a couple of weeks, um, but now they're, they're starting to reload him with with targets and, and carries. So I think you can start saying bye bye to, to Jonathan Stewart, who's been dropped in some leagues that I've been in as well. So they're the good guys, the bad ones. Good players continue to struggle. T.Y. Hilton, obviously, not, mainly because Andrew Luck's not, I don't think, is coming back for the rest of the season. So if you can sell T.Y. Hilton on the name, do so. Uh, another one, Amari Cooper. I know I was very high on Amari Cooper coming into the season. He had obviously one big breakout game, but certainly I'm, I'm quite happy to to sell him. Um, you know, the next couple of games, they've got, obviously got the Bills this week. They also face the Dolphins, obviously just got pasted by the Bravens, but they've also got the Giants and the Broncos coming up soon as well. So... Potentially could could revert to form Mario Cooper there. Um, so again, I, I certainly expect him not to to have too many more games like he did last week against Kansas City. A couple more names just to throw out there: Chris Thompson. I think Robert Kelly obviously coming back now. I'm, I've I've said it most weeks that I think Robert Kelly will come in and take take the backfield. Chris Thompson will still get uh, the passes and the third down stuff. Um, I don't I don't, obviously I don't think he's going to perform as efficiently or to the, a high level as he has done the first part of this season. So uh, final final one I thought I'd just go for a tight end. Jimmy Graham had quite a bad game last week despite his touchdown and his I think it's 50 yards or so. Uh, but like I said, there's a few drops there and there's a few easy ones. So could be interesting to see. I could certainly see a scenario where that that kind of goes south as well. So that's your two minute drill. Hope you very much enjoyed the show today. We'll be back next week hopefully uh, with the review of week eight. And we will look forward to Thursday night football as well. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to get in touch with us at Full Ten Yards on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Full Ten Yards at gmail.com is the mail for the mailbag. Uh, have a website uh, going as well. Bit of a blog at the moment. Just getting to, to grips with that, and hopefully uh, we'll be on iTunes this time in the next couple of weeks. So just try and force all that through as well. So appreciate any feedback. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. So I'll see you next week. Uh, good luck with all your fantasy games. And I wish you well with all your punting. So, bye bye for now. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.